0: on local now channel 525 greetings and it's meeting time and today we're going to continue our journey of recovering healing from any type of addictive or fractured lifestyle by reintroducing the 10th step of our pilgrimage we continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong promptly admitted it now before we unpack this spiritual principle Let me remind you that one of the first things we hear in a recovery meeting is, if we use, we lose. In Ephesians 5, the Apostle Paul warns us, be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those that are wise. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Don't be drunk with wine, but filled with the Holy Spirit. So let me ask you, are you in a losing battle with any type of addictive lifestyle today? Are you filled with guilt, shame, hopelessness, helplessness, instead of being filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, as I've often shared, you're not unique. We know what you're going through, and we have the solution to your dilemma. You see, yours truly and guests meet with you every Sunday, carrying the message of recovery and healing for anyone, including you, if you're honest, open-minded, willing, and have the courage to follow God's plan of restoration. <laughs> Millions of us have recovered from all sorts of obsessive and compulsive traps. Personally, I was caught in the grips of multiple addictions for over 35 years, But today, I speak to you with over 29 years of recovery and healing. Amen? Another thing you hear in a recovery meeting is the question, how did you do that? In other words, how were you recovering? We'll start with this. We can't recover on our own, and you can't do this by yourself. You see, the solution is that we travel on a spiritual journey together at 12-step recovery meetings, much like this one. We have a saying in recovery, meeting makers make it. And I strongly urge you to seek outside recovery meetings with like-minded people. Folks, meetings are like an emergency room for the sick, and the medicine you receive will be support, encouragement, empathy, mentoring, and love. You need to hear me loud and clear. There is no doubt in my mind that addiction of any type is demonic. It's a disease fueled by Satan. And Satan and his demons, they're much too powerful for us to defeat on our own. In Acts 19 we learn of a group of Jews attempting to cast out demons for someone, but instead the evil spirits jumped on them, overpowered them, attacked them violently, and they ran away, beaten and battered. And like the evil spirits, our mental illness of compulsion and addiction are more powerful than we are. And in our isolation, we're beaten and battered. Satan and his demons, they want to destroy us. In Mark chapter five, we meet a man possessed by demons. He was so insane that day and night he wandered through the land and into the caves. He screamed with cutting himself with sharp stones. Satan was destroying this man. This man was dying a slow death think of our insane behaviors and our addictive lifestyle we're hurting ourselves physically mentally emotionally spiritually financially with the sharp stones of alcohol drugs gambling pornography and so on you know your sharp stones of devastation and then the obsession and compulsion keeps screaming at us to continue doing that which is destroying our lives we are dying a slow death. Well, Jesus healed this possessed man by demanding the evil spirits to come out of him, and they entered 2,000 pigs that plunged in the water and drowned. And this old man traveled throughout the whole region and proclaimed the miracle that Jesus performed. You too, can be rescued from your insane lifestyle. You too can be saved from the dark caves of your addiction. You too can proclaim your miracle of recovery. But you need rescued. You need saved. You need a savior. John 3:16, it's written, "God loves you so much." that he sacrificed his son Jesus Christ to pay for your sins so that you might be made righteous. And if you believe that, you'll be saved and have eternal life. John 14:6 Jesus proclaims, "I'm the way, truth and life, and no one comes to the Father except through me." Faith in Jesus is the only way to have a relationship with God. And receive the meaningful life that he wants for us. God's the good shepherd that promises to find his lost sheep. And if you're like a lost sheep that's gone astray in your sinful, addictive lifestyle, why not ask Jesus, God in the flesh, to be your Savior and bring you back into his loving arms and begin planting spiritual seeds of recovery and And healing in your heart now in our meetings we introduce 12 of these spiritual seeds known as the 12 steps to recovery they're found all throughout scripture they're spiritual tools that help us regain balance order recovery healing health dignity and joy through a renewed relationship with God the Bible that's our GPS And the Holy Spirit germinates these spiritual seeds into our heart. And once again, if you're just joining us, fret not. We revisit these steps over and over again. And you can find our podcast on various platforms. And just search Christians with Secret Addictions Podcast. And you'll hear previous meetings and previous steps. Now, these steps are meant to be worked in order. The first nine steps took a lot of time, hard work, sweat, and tears. We faced our powerlessness over our debilitating lifestyle. We prayed to God for intervention, salvation, recovery, and serenity. With pen in hand, we made an inventory of our sins and liabilities that affected other people. We confessed our wrongdoings we made another list of the people we harmed and became willing to right our wrongs. Applying these nine steps put our house in order and enabled us to change some of our destructive habits. Now it's time for step 10. This is where we learn to sustain what we've accomplished without reverting back to our old fragile and vulnerable behaviors. We continue on our spiritual journey by consciously examining our daily conduct. We search ourselves, we see our errors, we admit them, and continue seeking the Holy Spirit's guidance on this spiritual journey. Now, let me forewarn you. When the time comes to apply this principle to our lives, far too many people procrastinate on searching their souls. They use excuses. They say it's too tedious and needless. And this is what I call stinking thinking, birth from our ego and pride. And I guarantee you, Satan will attack us with this pride and ego, put these negative thoughts in our mind to keep us from this long-term recovery. But in Lamentations, Jeremiah exhorts us, Examine our ways, test them, and return to the Lord. And as with Scripture, this principle is designed as a corrective measure to restore the Lord's wayward people. And that's you. And that's me. Look, we're human beings. And we will frequently be wrong. This step doesn't say if you're wrong, but when you're wrong. And then the word promptly is written as well. You see, when we recognize our wrongs and faults and promptly admit them and correct ourselves, we prevent our pride and ego and diseased thinking from taking hold in our mind and hearts. And we stay close to our Father. James 5.16 teaches, confess your sins to each other, pray for each other so that you may be healed. James is telling us to apply this 10th principle to our lives. When we sin against someone, we should promptly confess this sin to the person we've wronged. We should also pray for one another instead of holding resentments. We should fellowship with others through confession and prayer. And that's being Christ-like. Here's another warning. Sadly to say, too many of us have fallen by the wayside. And why is that? Jesus gives us the answer in the scripture I ask you to reference in Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 through 9 and 18 through 23. He's teaching us by a parable, which is a story with underlying spiritual or moral implications. Jesus tells a story to illustrate four ways that the human heart responds to God's Word, to these 12 principles of recovery. A farmer went out to plant seeds. Number one, some seeds fell on a hard-packed pathway, and the birds came and ate them. This speaks of people who refuse to receive God's message of salvation in their hearts. For our topic, they refuse to apply God's spiritual principles of recovery. And the birds, they're a picture of Satan snatching away the seeds of salvation, recovery, healing from these people with hard-hearted hearts. Number two. Other seeds fell on shallow soil filled with rocks. The seeds sprouted but withered away from the hot sun. This represents people receiving the word with excitement. But when tested with the heat of trials and tribulation, when life shows up, they abandon God's direction. They quit working the 12 steps. Number three. Other seeds fall on thorns that choke out the plant. And this represents those, that hear God's word, but in time, they turn to the ways of the world. I call that a relapse. Number four, other seeds, they fell on fertile ground, representing a true believer, a child of God. And this represents those of us that have accepted Christ as our Savior and apply these 12 spiritual principles to our life each and every day as we grow to be Christ-like. This parable about the farmer and the four soils, that's the four different type of hearts, it applies directly to recovery. You see, the various responses to the seeds of the gospel are like the many responses to recovery. Some pass up this opportunity, denying they even need it. Some join us half-heartedly, temporarily. And in either case, they wither away. And we visit many of them at their funerals. And thank God millions of us have embraced recovery wholeheartedly. We deal with life on life's terms. And we never need to revert back. To the darkness of addiction. James 1.12 teaches God blesses those who endure testing and temptations and he gives new birth to us by giving us his true word. Lastly, applying these principles, continuing our personal inventory in step 10, it's like weeding a garden. It allows the seeds of recovery to take root Good things begin to grow. Where are God's seeds falling in your life today? Next week, we're going to introduce step 11 that we sought through prayer and meditation to improve our contact with God, praying for knowledge of His will and the power to carry it out. And I want you to reference John chapter 14 verses 15 through 24. Amen.